It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And so today we want to continue the opportunity to talk about how do we engage orphans internationally? How do we engage vulnerable children? And, you know, last week on Friday, we talked about we pray for these children. We pray for the families that are wrapping their lives around these children. We plead to the Father on behalf of the salvation and the gospel going forth to these children. And then yesterday, we we really started the week by talking about advocacy and supporting them. And, you know, really, we've been looking at ways on how can you, believer, care for orphans and widows outside of adoption. And so, so I thought we would invite Josh Caldwell back, our international director at Lifeline Children's Services, and say, today, Josh, let's just go all in. And what if a family is called by the Lord to bring a child into their home, to be a mom and a dad, to, to bring a child into their home through intercountry adoption? What does that process look like? What's the vision behind that? And so first, you know, you and Stacy have gone through that process of, of even as you explained on Friday, how you guys felt led to get engaged. You saw the man mandate to get engaged with the orphan and the widow, and then you really started to feel the call towards adoption. So talk just a second about helping families discern the call between the the command to defend the orphan and the widow and the call to actually adopt an orphan or a vulnerable child into your home. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, Herbie, for having me back. And just thinking about the um, that call and how important that call is. And it really goes into some of the things that we say is unique about Lifeline, that we want to have missional Christian families. Um, and we want to have families that are praying through this aspect. And um, I think for our family, as we sat in an orphanage in Guatemala and we prayed through the future, we really sensed the Lord leading us to parent as the way that we could every single day in our life live out this call of James one twenty seven. And we know that not every family is uh, going to be able to adopt internationally, but we do ask that families pray through their involvement and pray through potentially um, being an adoptive parent. And we have uh, in international adoption, there are so many children that are waiting, so many children that are uh, eligible in international adoption that are in need of families. And so we're actively seeking to partner with families that are missional Christian families that are praying through this. And so Herbie, I think for us um, and just praying through that with families, being prayerful first, then seeking the Lord, what your capacity is as a family. And then third, um, seeing the opportunities. So a lot of times uh, in these information meetings or when I'm having a one-on-one phone call, I talk about where has God already led your family, kind of the sovereignty of God in your life, where has he already put you? And then what are the opportunities out there um, for your life? And where do those things meet? So so how old are you? How long have you been married? All these requirements that come in international adoption. And then what are the opportunities that you meet? And then you can specifically pray through certain countries or certain programs that may be a good fit for your family. Yeah. So you get the opportunity, like you said, to talk to families on the phone, uh, over webinars, and certainly over info meetings face-to-face about international adoption. And and families seem to come, and, and I think if we boiled it down, there's really, what, two major questions. Mm-hmm. And so uh, would you just go and, and talk about those two major questions yeah. that you hear and just answer those questions yeah, sure. uh, in this format so that people can know 
what is the answer to these two major questions? Yeah, so there's two major questions that every family comes to, and I've I've done a uh, hundred or more of these info meetings at this point, and I ask this question: What do you think the two major reasons that families do not move forward in the process of adoption are? And they're the same answers every single time. And one of them is financial, and we know that that is a that is a barrier that families say, "I just don't know financially if I can afford to move forward in adoption." And then the second one is they don't feel like they get their questions answered, or they have fear about the unknown. And so what we try to do in these conversations is to walk a family through the whole process of adoption, which can help them accomplish some of those uh, or get rid of some of those things about fear or not having their questions answered. And then we connect them with a program director um, or a program point that can help them walk through specific questions for their specific family in case. Um, and so I'll go just real quick through the different steps in the process of adoption um, that help us um, really communicate um, and, and answer these questions that are available for families. And the first step really in the process, and I call it the roadmap to intercountry adoption, the first stop on the roadmap is this pre-application phase really of it's before you apply. And, and, and many of you uh, as families may be in that phase right now where you're praying through if you are called and how, what country or, or how to go about that. So the pre-application is a major phase for families to go through and we want to help answer your questions during that. And then the second stop on that roadmap is the application. And that's where you you take a step to apply to uh, a ministry like Lifeline, where you're saying, I'm ready to, to move forward and start the process of adoption. And after after you apply, there's a major step there is the home study process. And that is a, um, a, a place where families and a social worker are together and we're asking questions and getting verifications and letters from uh, references and financials and all those kind of things. You've probably heard of home studies before. Um, and the the myth out there is that a home study can be scary. And we really want to come alongside you and make your home study experience a positive one where you're able to look internally and we're able to get to know you. You're able to get to know us where it's not a white glove treatment at your house, where it's more of a relationship building. And I think, Herbie, that's something that's so important um, in this first steps of the process of intercountry adoption is really building a relationship with each other um, as a family and a ministry like Lifeline. Um, the next step after the home study uh, kind of is a two-part step is immigration and then dossier. Um, immigration is where you open a, uh, a file at, at United States Citizen Immigration Services where you're able to immigrate a child, you're getting approval to immigrate a child into the U.S., and then preparing your dossier, which is the time where the country sees your paperwork for the first time. So um, just to kind of recap, you, the pre-application and then the application, the home study, and then the immigration and dossier. And then obviously the next step is a major step for families, which is the referral or matching, where a family is matched with a child that they are pursuing um, and they are, they're wanting to pursue a specific child and they know about that, see the picture of that child for the first time and get the file for that child and then be able to start pursue them in an official capacity at that spot. And then the last two phases are travel, which is families going to the country and traveling and um, being able to finish their paperwork in that country and then bring that child home. And then the last phase, which is, is something that we, we never want to skim over at Lifeline is called post-adoption. Um, I tell people, Herbie, that that is day one. 
the the beginning of the process a lot of people say is the pre-application well that is a that is a part of the process but really the adoption starts at day one when when you have been matched with that child you have them in your arms and you're able to come home with them that's when the rest of your life begins with that child and and really we want families to be prepared for day one when day one comes and we want them to be able to pour their life into that child so that's really that that major first question is is the pre-application application home study immigration dossier matching and travel and then the major you know the next part is the post adoption so that's what we talk about right with families all the time and i think what you said there is this process really is a warm-up for a marathon and in the sense and uh i know i don't think you have i know i haven't run a marathon but i've heard from people that have and enjoy that kind of thing the most important part of the marathon is the training and so the marathon is actually easier if that first part of that process has been good. And so I know our heart is to equip these families. And then really the post-adoption phase is us with that water bottle on the sidelines, helping these families get rehydrated and refreshed as, as they're running this journey with their child. This, this first part of that process is so important. And you guys and your team do such an excellent job discipling and ministering to and holding the hands of these families to help them be able to get the endurance that they need to ultimately bring in a child in their home. And so, you know, really, in a sense, God has called us all to be runners for for orphans. He's not called us all to run a marathon. He's called us all to get in the game and to run. And some are called to the long distance and to the marathon runs and to to going the long distances. And so we want to equip and train and prepare them. And so I know that second question that you had was one that that certainly a lot of people talk about. And that's the, how do I fund this thing? Okay, so I'm called to do it. I get the process. You've answered my questions. But the end of the day, why does it cost so much? And why is it so expensive? And, yeah. and, and how am I going to do that? And so, uh, you know, one of the things that we hope to do over this podcast is even have several sessions on how do I fund my adoption and how can I raise money through my adoption and a little bit more about the adoption tax credit. But, but, but Josh, just right now, thinking in a, a small little brief moment, yeah. how would you tell people that it's possible that they can be able to fund their adoption? And then quickly just answer, why does it cost so much? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll start there. And why does it cost so much? And, you know, you think about um, we actually have a blog on our website if you're interested in more information about that. But you can um, think about all of the both sides. We're working with two international countries, the U.S. and another international country. And there's laws and regulations in both countries. And there's paperwork and assessments that have to be done in both countries, as well as not just the process part, which have fees from the U.S. side, meaning home study fees and paperwork processing and preparation. Um, but there's even the smaller things, which is uh, things like passports and visas and um, birth certificates and marriage license and all these different pieces of paper along the process. Um, and then in country, there's uh, there's also many different parts of the process that are, have financial um, uh, things in there where you're having to get a, a visa in that country, finalize your visa to bring that child home, or you're applying for the child's passport or the child's birth certificate, and you're processing that through court and uh, having a representative on that ground that is helping you walk through the process. So really, why does it cost so much? Because there's so many steps along the process over a period of time, too. That's one thing I always like to tell people. 
when you're talking about international adoption, we're talking about a period of a couple of years uh, in this process. And so when you're thinking financially, you need to be thinking financially over that couple of years, not thinking all up all at one time up front or all at the end, but really thinking over the process, there will be financial payments that will be made throughout the process. And so um, just real brief, hit on just a couple of things that we encourage families to do. The first thing is to fundraise. And 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 what that means is uh, I always, I hear, we have a friend um, that does T-shirts for for families that are adopting. And one of the things that he says is that it's more than a T-shirt. And I love that phrase because fundraising is more than fundraising for me. It is about a community of believers coming together, praying for your family and helping you financially, joining together in your team as you walk through the process. So we'll go into to greater detail on another podcast of all the fundraising options, but fundraising is a major one. And then grants. There's matching grants and direct grants. And there's organizations out there that are believing organizations, Christian organizations that are giving financial to help families through this process. And we've got some great friends that are that are helping families through that. But uh, for an example, a matching grant is you may get approved from a grant agency for a certain amount of money. Let's say it's $3,000. Then you go out and fundraise $3,000 and those funds are matched together. And then you have $6,000 that's sent to the ministry to help pay for your adoption processes. And then direct grants are where you would apply for a grant that may be more specific to your case or your child, and then that money would be directly sent to that agency or ministry um, without having to raise funds for that, but it's granted because of your specific situation. And, and then lastly, there's there's ministries that do loans, um, not as much banks, but ministries that are helping to fund, uh, help you at the back end of your process to come to complete the process. And those are uh, ministries that are helping you with cash flow and kind of get through the end. And so there are adoption loan ministries out there and just some great partners of ours that are, um, that are out there in ministry. So fundraising, matching grants, direct grants and loans. You can go to our website um, and at the top of our website, you can click and see fund your adoption. And then there's a place there that you can find more resources about how to fund your adoption. So, Josh, in closing, how do people, okay, so they're ready to take the next step. What is that next step that people need to do to go ahead and get on this journey of international adoption? Like I said at the beginning, this is a relationship, um, and a relationship between Lifeline and your family. And so the first thing we'd love for you to do is to call our office or to email us to begin that relationship, to begin communication and conversations together. You can also go on our website and fill out our free pre-application. It takes less than five minutes. It's completely free and no commitment, but it gives us some good contact info on you and allows you um, to mark which countries you're interested in so we can get the right person to call you back and answer those specific questions. Um, We also have webinars and info meetings that we really encourage families to come and get more information. We have those all over the country and we have those on the web. Every third Thursday of the month, each month, we have a webinar um, where I'm able to speak to families about the process of adoption. So those are some ways, Herbie, that people can get involved today. So if you've listened to this podcast today and you are a Christ follower, 
then good news, you are called to run in the race. You are called to get engaged and care for orphans in some way. But a calling, not all families are called to go and run the marathon, which is adoption. But if you have been called and the Lord is nagging on your heart, please call us as we'd love to direct you through that path and begin that relationship. I know Josh would love to get you connected with people on his team, and he'd be glad to talk to you about this great journey of intercountry adoption. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline or to learn more about international adoption, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can always email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.